Hello. 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 Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to the Unleash Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Oh, hello. So, full disclosure here this is the fourth time. Fourth time lucky. <laughs> Fourth time lucky, guys. Uh, third time lucky just fucked us right over. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've we've tried to record this podcast. Uh, yeah, f- this is the fourth time now. We have been having some major technical problems. Everything technical in our lives just decided to stop working. Yeah. Um, and so here we are and hopefully this hopefully you'll be able to hear us and it'll be super clear and (laughs) it'll all be fine yeah I hope so fingers (laughs) guys and um yeah we're really sorry that like it's been so delayed like it's been so annoying for us it hasn't been annoying for you guys because we we wanted to get this out last week we we tried to record this was it like two weeks ago we tried to record this and it's just been crazy other than the technical problems how has your week been leash <laughs> it's been good thank you um getting some new little clients i've had a couple of interviews that i'm quite excited about and uh, apart from that i had two days off to see my lovely parents who came to brussels so oh it was wonderful Yay. yeah how was your week my love how was it how did it go how's it going i have been working nights all week so I have basically just woken up it's <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon and I it's like morning time so oh. ex- excuse me if I sound like it's the first thing in the morning I'm not quite with it uh but yeah that is my week just work 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 uh, yeah, which is what this is all about oh my god segue <laughs> segue um so yeah we are going to talk all about work, about introverts and extroverts within the workplace and how everybody deals with it differently. Um, so how was, how was work for, for you, Leash? Um, well, uh, it's been a lot of kind of working for uh, very loud kind of businesses, very loud like entrepreneurs that wanted to kind of make this big family together and... Um, kind of grow their business which is like really really good because with that kind of mentality that's kind of how you kind of make friends and come together even if it's like kind of bitching about the work like it's kind of how you kind of make friends I think um the the only thing with me is because it has been always like fast paced because you know if we do things slowly then the company won't grow and all that kind of stuff then because it's been that fast paced, it has been more difficult for me as an introvert having to answer questions really quickly and always having to go to meetings and uh, always be very present and active. It's kind of hard for me, you know, with with people um, kind of coming up to me in offices, asking me questions and wanting the answers straight away. It's very difficult for my personality to to do that. So I think sometimes those situations, all those kind of offices where a lot of people thrive and the and like the, the, the managers expect you to thrive, it's actually very stressful for me. So I think at the moment where I work is just by myself and um, that can often suit me a lot more because obviously you don't have people coming up to you. You don't have just people the cat. asking questions. <laughs> just the cat, which, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's not asking me questions. <laughs> it's good. It's just like, where's my food maybe? That's kind of it. So, <laughs> yeah, 
like that that is you know how an introvert gets their kind of strength is you know through being by themselves so it's that if that is how you're working then you're going to be kind of constantly working to like the best of your ability really so I think for me I kind of prefer it like that but mm-hmm. I don't so know you've gone from working in these these offices where where people are you know all over the place and everybody wants to speak to everybody and you've got no personal space whatsoever and then yeah now you're just at home with your cat and you, the freedom I imagine yeah for you to be able to have that space to to work in I mean I, I do think there are there are offices and, and, and situations where it can be open plan and it can work for an introvert I think it's just having to find the right one like recently I had an interview uh, and it would be kind of working in an office but they they make it very they made it very clear to me I don't know whether they listened to the podcast before but they made it very clear to me that it's kind of a very nice work environment and you can just send emails if you want to or you can work from home for a few days if you want to so you know just things like that like I'm not allergic to working in an office but it's just I guess if I, I can have that time to myself, that's kind of all I need. So I just think, you know, things like that, really. How about you? How have you found work? I found work, like, socially easy. Just being in offices with other people, I think that's fantastic. For, for my personality, obviously, as an extrovert, I thrive with people all around me. And the open plan offices that you were saying were a nightmare for you. I mm. think were... Um, in, in some ways, great for me in terms of being able to build relationships with people, being able to, you know, kind of get to know everybody in the team. And I really enjoyed doing that. But then also you could sometimes find that that's a bit of a distraction. So get yeah. distracted by people quite easily. I was probably one of the people that would come over yeah. um, that you were frustrated by. <laughs> oh, no. We met at work. So yeah, yeah. this was you know quite open plan everybody was all in everyone's business everybody could see everyone's computer you know and I would very often go up to people and ask them a question and have a conversation with them instead of sending an email and that is the complete opposite thing of what you want people to do (laughs) yeah Uh, I uh we're complete different ends of the scale in in terms of that I do I do now work in an office, but I'm an engineer, so there's a lot less interaction with people, a lot more interaction with machines. Um, yeah. And that I find, you know, is is very different. I no longer work with customers either. Yeah. I spent my entire life working with customers. When it came to working with customers, when it came to working with people in an office, I thrived. I was really good at building relationships with, with you know, colleagues and with customers um but now I'm kind of it's uh, I'm chilled you know yeah I don't need to try like I find that relationships come quite easy to me yeah a lot of what has happened in my work in life has happened because I've successfully built relationships with people so Mm. it's um yeah I found I found work quite easy really but I guess Mm. quite a privileged position as an extrovert working in an office you know in theory, should be really easy. Yeah, I know, exactly. I mean, I think some of it as well is just finding the jobs that fit you. Um, I mean, I know that you have had quite a lot of jobs in the past. Was it like 20 or something? Like you've had... It's going up to that point. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, with all those jobs, you're going to end up kind of picking the things that you like and going for interviews and, and making sure that the things that you like 
appear in that job interview. Do you know what I mean? But for me, I guess I've had, you know, probably about five jobs and or something like that. So it's, you know, I'm kind of behind and trying to find the things that I like and making sure that they're in future jobs that I'll apply for. So I think sometimes it's just kind of knowing knowing what suits you and like playing to, to those strengths. Yeah, absolutely. It's experimenting, isn't it? Mm. It's you know, you've you've come across a position now where you are comfortable working at home and found that through experimentation. So you've worked in multiple mm. offices and found, oh actually that's not that's not for me. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, I tried quite a few different jobs. I tried working on phones. I was in a call center. I tried um, uh, working in a shop, working in a bar, um, as I said, in events, in just in an office, in admin, and then eventually, you know, in, in engineering. And, yeah, it's just all about experimentation. And in some cases, like certainly in my position, it was just like I was just kind of stumbling upon whatever I could find and it's all about like grabbing opportunities as well in a sense it's probably quite a privileged extrovert quality as well because introverts by nature like the norm Mm. and you know consistency and for things like change can be worrying right yeah so moving from job to job it's a very extroverted thing to do to have so many different jobs and throw yourself in so many different situations. So, yeah, I can totally imagine that you having had five jobs and me having had nearly 20 jobs is <laughs> a loop representation of our introverted, extroverted quality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that couldn't represent that more. I, don't, <laughs> I, I get bored quite easily and I want to move on and I want to keep learning, whereas you're like, right, I'm going to like, you know, carry on with this job and I'm going to become really good at this job. And this is going to be like, you know, my day to day. And that for you, that consistency is great. But yeah. for me, I'm just like, need something new. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, and I do find that if I'm not challenged, like at work, I get, I do get bored very easy. And then I just want to move on. Our backgrounds are obviously very different when it comes mm. to work. Uh, yeah. But that's that's okay. Everybody has their own journey um, through life, through work, in their careers. And if everybody had the same, you know, stock journey of of what happens, then it just all be very boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, everyone be going for the same jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Leash, I understand you have done some <laughs> super duper research. I have indeed. Yay! Um, <laughs> so. One thing I wanted to look at was um, how introverts can cope better in like extroverted like office situations because with things that are very like perhaps technology led or you know maybe like open plan or very extroverted people around you it can feel like you're kind of in an extrovert world and there's kind of it is very, very difficult for you to kind of thrive in that. So I wanted to see if anyone had written anything about that. And wouldn't you know, there is. <laughs> so, this is from the, uh, a website called The Muse. They said that kind of the biggest thing that you have to do to succeed in any office is to speak up, promote yourself and network. And if you're an introvert, that's kind of your, your kryptonite. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that. So, no, sounds um, like your worst nightmare. It really does. Like, I don't want to do any of them. So 
it's it's very difficult when that's how you succeed and you're kind of allergic to doing those kind of things. So this article just kind of looks at ways that you can do that as an introvert in a way that keeps your comfort. So they have like different ways of doing that. So the first one is just to find the right job, which I guess we've kind of covered ourselves. Um, but it's just like finding a role that fits your needs. So if you don't want to work in an office or if you don't want to work with very, very loud people or, you know, in certain industries that are going to force you to talk to loads of people, then um, try not to apply for them. Or like at least if you're going to an interview, ask those questions about uh, the office themselves. I mean, they, everyone says, do you have any questions at the end of an interview? I mean, just ask them, I guess. I don't know about you, but whenever I've been in a job interview and they go, um, okay, so do you have any questions? I just, I'm like, I had a thousand before I came in this room and now I have none. So <laughs> I end up asking the shittest question. Where's the toilet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, bless. But yeah, it is things like that. So asking things like, um, what is the culture in the office? How big is the team? Um, how would you deal? How does your team deal with these sort of situations? Um, like, like I said, I've recently gone for an interview and I made sure just to write down these kind of questions. And if they weren't answered in the interview itself, then I'd ask them at the end. And it just really helped, you know, that's when things came out like, well, you can work from home for a couple of days or, you know, the, the office is it's like quite small so that kind of would suit me kind of you know that would suit me more so just things like that are um just important to ask and then that helps you find the right job um well so it is super important to ask if you're an introvert especially um because if you have issues with working in certain situations so if you have issues with such an open plan office or a hell of a lot of people or you know then yeah that's really important to find out whether you know it is right for you don't just take a job because you know you've got the interview you need like it's a two-way street you you shouldn't just go working for anybody who offers you a job you need to find out if it is perfect for you and asking those questions in an interview is a great way to find out even if they might lie a little bit but so have you yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, no, no. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> um, the second thing that they say is to make time for yourself. Um, I think this is a really important one um, because if you just find yourself in those kind of situations or you're just kind of feeling a bit drained, then use like your lunchtime then just to like, I don't know, go for a walk or something like that. Like I, I always use my lunchtimes to go out and, and walk or listen to some music or just, you know, be by myself or maybe with like a friend that, you know, kind of understands or isn't <laughs> too boisterous. And then, I don't know, you just can, you kind of just get your, I don't know, you kind of get your space and you kind of just get your energy back. So I think you have that's a moment would... to kind of breathe and to exactly. just get rid of all of the tensions of the morning mm. and you know chill out and then you can go into the afternoon being a little bit refreshed and take yourself away from all of the office politics take yourself out of those situations and just yeah you know just chill and breathe and like you said get your energy back as well exactly it's such a good idea like yeah. i've never really thought like i've been out on lunch by myself before but never really considered that it was a way of mm. refreshing you know yourself and your energy yeah. and you know just 
excusing yourself for a minute from the team and then coming back almost like renewed also if your office has like a lot of like politics around it it can actually just help you by stepping away because I found that I just do not get involved and it helps me a lot <laughs> it's um it's kind of a good way to also uh not get involved with certain situations that you don't want to be in anyway so yeah it's true because it, lunch times you can find a quite you know if you if you end up sat with people at lunch you can it can be quite gossipy and things like yeah. that if that it's a good idea if you if you just excuse yourself and go out for you for yourself for some alone time and yeah just don't get involved in that yeah definitely and that kind of leads on to the next one as well which is managing social commitments um I think that's something that I've kind of only just learned myself um because I think especially when you like go into a new business you want to just do everything you know if somebody invites you out for like a drink or like any sort of social function or you know I don't know just anything really like just make sure that you just go to the ones that you want to don't force yourself to go anywhere that you don't want to go because it can end up just being totally exhausting for you and to be honest like as much as you're you know trying to make a good impression of things people gen like generally won't miss you all that much like if you're a new person they're not going to be like oh where's gary like where's this new guy coming from like they're not going to like really remember so it's it's okay just to go to the ones that you feel are important or the ones that you feel that you can actually do well in if you go to a function but you're super tired or you're super exhausted or you've just had enough of people for that day and and you're just not into it you're going to make a worse impression Mm. going and acting like that mm. than if you didn't go at all exactly and I've, I've had a, like a plenty of times as past jobs where I'm, I'm just so so tired and probably had like a lot of meetings and I end up just sitting with like a drink and not really talking to anybody because I'm just knackered and it's like I shouldn't just come because this is this is worse for me than if I just didn't turn up mm. people probably have a worse impression of me now than if I just went home that's going to make you more concerned as well for you know the next day if you feel like you've made a bad impression on your night out mm. or you know just doing your drinks after work or whatever if you're thinking oh well people are now gonna like think that I'm you know just quiet and I have nothing to contribute or you know however your mind plays it if you just didn't go you wouldn't be thinking that yeah definitely like your mind can sometimes be your own worst enemy so <laughs> yeah exactly so mm. you're probably going to give yourself a lot more stress and and feel a lot more pressure by going. Mm. You're not in the mood to go. Yeah, exactly. So it is just something to keep in mind. Um, just like have those realistic goals about the amount of places that you want to go and things that you want to attend. Because it's not it's not bad if you just want to go home. Like it's really not. <laughs> like regardless of what people who are, is like you know who love to go to everything and like trying to force you to get out. Like regardless of what they say, it's not all that po- that's important. So don't worry about it. At the beginning of your research, you were saying that it's really important to network. Yeah. And I believe that it is. I think a lot of the good things that have happened in my career have been because I have built relationships with people. Yeah, yeah. Going out after work and having a drink um, and things like that aren't the only way to build relationships with people. Yeah, that was a really good point, yeah. You don't have to do the super social things. If there's one person in the office who you quite like, it's okay to do things with just them. Yeah, of course. Um, And it's okay to build relationships within, like, your workplace rather than having to do the social things outside. Um, Mm. But there's also things like social media, 
I assume if you are working in an office, you probably have something like Google Hangout or something like that. Yeah, or Slack or something like that. Yeah, exactly. There's various different things. But basically, you can send messages to your colleagues, like private messages that aren't so private, so don't say anything. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you can almost build relationships that way as well, as if you were Mm. talking to them on, like, a social media platform. Yeah, and to be honest, that is kind of what I used as well with my last job. That, That is kind of what I did. So there are other ways of, you know, networking and building relationships with people that don't have to involve going out and trying to be super social. You don't have to go out with the whole of the team and <laughs> and and try and act like you're you're the most talkative person in the world because you know not everybody is and that's fine. Just find different ways for you that you feel comfortable networking with people. Yeah, I completely agree. Um. And the very fi- the very final, or the very last, very last one is... Um, <laughs> and last but not least. <laughs> the, the very last one is don't be shy about your talents. So I think a lot of introverted people can often come across as shy, but it's kind of knowing what you're good at and just being able to even send an email to somebody who wants something done and just saying, hey... I, I know that I can do this. You know, it's not about shouting it from the rooftops. It's not about, you know, charging into a meeting room and saying, I'm going to do this thing. But, you know, if you just say, hey, listen, I think I can do this because I've done this, this, this in the past. More often than not, they'll be just be happy that someone's going to be doing that work. So it is just good to do that. And also, if, you know, when you do a good job on it, then that is going to travel around without you having to do it. So, um, it's just really important just to, you know, speak about your talents, even if it's just for the person who's looking for that job to be done. Um, like if you don't blow your own trumpet, nobody else will. <laughs> is, that, is that saying? Yeah. Like if you if you don't talk about what you can do, the way that things are now, it's very competitive. They'll probably be you'll probably share talents with quite a few other people. So if you don't say that you could do something, other people probably won't. Okay. Does that make sense? What? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, had, I had to look up that saying. I just what? had to look <laughs> the blow trumpet one. I don't have to do it. I was like, I've never heard that. You've have you not? I've heard of um oh there's another one about a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> Hang on, if you don't blow your own trumpet, yeah, oh it, I guess it's horn. If you don't blow your own horn, there is no music. That's the one. But yeah, also, okay, yeah, but yeah, I mean, the way that, you know, we we simplify it up north, right? So if you don't blow your if own you don't trumpet, blow your nobody trumpet. else will. <laughs> <laughs> don't blow your own trumpet. No else will. <laughs> but it's, it's a good thing to say this. Like, if you, if you don't tell people that you can do things, then nobody knows. So I completely, 100% agree with that. If something comes up in a meeting or just in general and... They're like, right, we're looking for someone to do this. Just throw yourself into the situation. Just whoever's saying it, just chuck yourself at them and just be like, yeah, I'll do it. If you think you can do it and if you think it's going to help you and it's going to show you in a good light, just do it. Yeah, exactly. the extroverted way of thinking. So it's obviously, it's a lot harder as an introvert. I know, but I mean, we we do have the ability just to to, to talk to people usually. So it's just like, it's one of the things where you you can just go up and say, listen, I, I can do this thing if you want. And then just fresh from there, they're, they're going to be your advocates because if you do it well, then they're going to tell the people that you can do that thing well. So 
you know, it's, it, it is just a good thing to do. So that being said, um, I was wondering, I mean, this, I mean, that whole thing was about introverts, right? So what I want to know is for you, do you ever find it difficult to work with people that you think are introverted or introverted people, should I just say? I think sometimes, personally, I can feel like I take over things, even yeah. if I, necess- I don't necessarily have the authority to do so. Yeah. So if it came down to doing something that I know somebody else is a lot more skilled in, but they lack the, whether it's the confidence or if they're just super introverted and they don't want to kind of tell me what to do, then I can end up telling them what to do, even if I don't necessarily have the authority to do that and in those situations and I know that that can be quite awkward between people but that's just that's just how I am I can be a bit boisterous and it it can be quite difficult as like quite a loud and authoritative person to work with people who are lesser because then when it when it comes to the high pressure situations or when it comes to the having to work collaboratively then yeah I can I can kind of take over a bit but in terms of like being an extrovert in the workplace I think it's important to just be yourself I think it's important to not try and be something that you're not because you spend so much time at work if you're super extroverted and you try and hold that back that can be just as exhausting yeah of course being you know your, your happy lively self like if I tried to hold back from being an authoritative person then I think I would get end up getting really frustrated Mm. No, I think that's that's really true, and like you shouldn't have to hold back your personality because obviously, for an extrovert, that's not going to really, that's not going to help you or anyone else in any sort of way. So, no, I can understand that. But you would hope that you would have some kind of management team that would be able to see the good in everybody and be able to find, you know, collaborative pairs or groups that would work well together. I mean, you just kind of hope that your management team would be able to help you and your personality type and, you know, find situations that you would be able to thrive in. Yeah. And I also think that's probably why, you know, a good manager will, will find people that are very much alike when it comes to hiring. Um, yeah, and... find good team fits and make sure that the people who are working together actually are going to be able to work well. To... Yeah. So I think we've all worked in places where somebody's come along and you're like, how in the hell? <laughs> Could have passed the interview because <laughs> they lied through it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They lied and pretended to be somebody else, and it's like we were saying before. That's that's not a. You can lie a little bit in an interview, but it's not the best idea in the world because otherwise you end up getting into a situation where you may not be the right team fit, and then you just have to go and do other interviews, and you end up having to leave. And that's yeah. not that's not great. For extroverts in the workplace in general, um, I think there's just a good few tips. If you if you're a super extrovert person, or just anywhere on the scale, really, if you can see that you are overtaking a situation, then it's it's not a problem to pull back slightly and give everyone the opportunity to speak up. Maybe it's okay to be yourself, but let others be themselves as well. Oh, that was lovely. <laughs> So yeah, just in terms of being an extrovert in the workplace, I think it's perfectly fine to be yourself. Just be aware of other people. I think in general, there's a good rule of thumb in life. Just don't be a dick. 
Um, so just talking about kind of introverts and extroverts working together, I am uh, going to segue over into just that topic of research. <laughs> hey! Um, so this is a Forbes article, and it was absolutely amazing. I loved it. And um, it's uh, interviewing and looking at an amazing uh, person um, called Jennifer Kahnweiler. And she's a best-selling author and global keynote speaker. And she's known as the champion of introverts. Hey! hey. Um, I know! You and, have like, found your leader! <laughs> I know! Queen! <laughs> Queen in secret. And she's got a latest book called The Genius of Opposites, which I cannot wait to go and download onto my little Kindle. Um <laughs> So she's, yeah, and she's written like called something, uh, The Quiet Influence and The Introverted Leader. So if you want to lead, guys, and you're an introvert, get behind this because, honestly, it's absolutely incredible. Um, this article was just talking about how introverts and extroverts can work together because I've talked to somebody before and she said, you know, she was kind of put with another person in the office and when it came to making decisions she would get really frustrated with this person because it would take her quite a while to decide what to do so then she'd get annoyed and go right i'm just gonna make the decision and it's just like finding out ways where um those two completely different types of people the very extroverted and the very introverted can kind of come together and use the knowledge and the skills that they actually possess to create something better, I guess it's like synergy, right? So that kind of thing. She just has this thing called the ABCDE process, which is a way that introverts and extroverts can learn to work together just to create better outcomes for each other and for the business as a whole. Oh, awesome. And it's easy to remember. Yes, exactly. I mean, as long as uh, you know your ABCs and the D's and E's, yes. That's the event. A is... It's called Accept the Alien, which I love. Okay, so it said that you can't change your opposite, but you can try to better understand them. And once you are able to accept this fact, you are in for much less stress. Awesome. So even though the person who you're working with might be a bit alien to you and is completely opposite to you, if you just accept that and just try and understand them. Yeah. Just trying to say. I think it's just dealing with the fact that you have got an opposite. Like, it's okay. And um, once you just accept that they are who they are, then you can accept them for that rather than getting frustrated by them. I always say that's probably kind of where she's getting at. Um, So, I almost said number B. Wow. (laughs) B. B. Well, B is bring on the battles. So... It's uh, seeing disagreements as necessary, as arriving at better outcomes because you challenge each other to come up with better solutions together than you could have done alone. So it's just, you know, knowing that um, it's necessary to have disagreements in the workplace and if you just work together, you're going to end up with those better outcomes. You're going to create synergy, guys. (laughs) Business, business A-level. Creating synergy. Yeah. Two plus two equals five. (laughs) Okay, so C (laughs) is cast the character. So know each person's role in a scenario and cast him or her so that you bring out your opposites best in that role. Opposites share the credit no matter what role they take. It's kind of if you're working with somebody else and you know what their strengths are, then delegate the correct part of whatever you're working on to them. Um, Yeah. And then you do, you know, what, what... 
what you know is is best for you to do yeah or it could just be like having a very quick meeting or just sitting down together and saying this is the task this is what we have to do how would you want to split it up and then that way you're going to automatically just take the tasks that you're most comfortable with so yeah. I think in that way, it's just good to do that. And also, that means you're going to talk to that person more and, you know, you're kind of understanding their character more, which yeah. is just true. D is destroy the dislike. So when you learn to respect each other and act like friends, <laughs> act like friends, I love that, um, you can talk openly and have fun. So I guess understanding other people and just, uh, you know, finding the good in each other's personality and things like that. The more that you get to know people in general, I've found, the, the more that you like people anyway. Even if you have, yeah. like, personality differences. If you take A and and just, you know, decide, yeah, even though they're completely alien to me, I'm, I'm going to, you know, try and get along with them. And then you decide that you're going to remove any kind of dislike from the situation as well by using D, then, yeah, that I think those two can work really well together. Exactly. So E is each can't <laughs> each can't offer everything so oh, um, no each one of you is incapable of offering everything and that for true diversity you must work in concept to provide the widest range of options to others so yeah just know that you can't do everything yourself so just learn to kind of delegate and work with the other person because you're going to just end up um you know probably doing the work a lot better and probably a lot faster so yeah also that kind of links back to what you were saying previously about knowing your talents and talking about your talents because yeah you know you might be able to do something that nobody else can but if nobody knows about it you know then it's it's important to know what each person can do and if you're an introverted person and you don't speak up about your talents and nobody knows that you can do that then you know you're not going to end up being able to do it Exactly. And I think that also goes through about D, like destroy the dislike, like really get to know the other person so that perhaps you could even say, hey, you're actually good at this thing. Do you want to go? Do you want to do it? So, um, yeah, I think all those things just very much work in tandem. Yeah. And I think you've just touched upon a really good point there as well. I think oh. you. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, one of the things that I found that works quite well and I'm sure that people in general know this anyway. Uh, if you're in a work situation, kind of championing other people is a yeah. really good way to, uh, well, just be a nice person for a start, um, but also to kind of be known as somebody who does that. And then you'll find that other people championing you too. So if you say, oh, Leash is really good at doing this thing, Leash should do this thing, then Leash will be like, okay, next time something comes up, that Emily's really good at, I'm going to say, Emily's really good at this thing, you should let Emily do this thing. Yeah. But yeah. more than that, it's just if you if you generally find out what people are good at and then you have the knowledge of who's good at uh, doing what, then that's helpful to a team as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just generally, if, you, if you're quite aware of what's going on with everybody, get to know everybody, you can champion people whenever something comes up and, you know, you're helping other people, but also you're, you know, you're helping yourself as well. It's... Like, I think I'd, you know, I appreciate people who do that um, a lot because I think with me, I don't like to think that I'm coming across like, I don't want to big myself up really at all. So if somebody else is it for me, it's like, oh, well, somebody else thinks that I could be kind of good at this. And it's not like, you know, I don't, 
I, I would think automatically if I was like, I could do this thing, people would be like, okay, slow down there, Billy Big Bollocks. Like, I would be like, oh, shit. So if somebody else says, oh, she can do that thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do the thing. That's really nice. So, yeah, that's kind of where I would come from for that scenario. Yeah, exactly. It's it's always, it almost validates it as well, doesn't it? In like yeah. a game setting, if somebody else says that you can do something rather than you saying it yourself, it does kind of validate it a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. So... So A is accept the alien, B, bring on the battles, C, cast a character, D, destroy the dislike, and E, each can't offer everything. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and also, if you wanted to see more about uh, Jennifer Kahnweiler, I mean, apart from, like, buying her books, so she also has a quiz uh, called The Genius of Opposite Quiz, funnily enough, on her website, uh, jenniferkahnweiler.com. And, um, yeah, I would... Uh, definitely want to take that quiz and I think everyone else should take that quiz as well because it just seems amazing to, to do so yeah do that do that now right podcast. now right this yeah. second pause the podcast go go uh, yeah so Whew. awesome well done okay. Ish. that was great <sighs> yeah guys pat on the back, pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. so we have time for one question this week and this one is from a lovely lady on our Facebook page she has said, do you think it's normal for one's introvert and extrovert preference to change as they get older? I would say, yeah. I, I think people's personalities in terms of introversion and extroversion do change. I've definitely found that I have become a little less introverted as time has gone on. Um, and I think it's a lot to do with the fact that I've become more comfortable with myself in, in different situations. Um, you know, like I don't automatically say no to, to going out anymore. Um, I I don't kind of flinch away from conversations as much as I did before kind of thing. So I think definitely I've changed. Um, how about you, Emily? Yeah, I think I've changed. I think I've <laughs> become... Um, more extroverted <laughs> no like <laughs> when when I was a kid I was very in your face I have to say I think if anything I've changed to become a bit more introverted I like staying at home with a book and you know not I don't need to I've realized as I've got older I don't need to constantly be around people it's yeah. perfectly fine to be by myself um and I think yeah having a little bit of experience life experience kind of gets you there eventually it's like you've realized that it is okay to go out and socialize with people it's not always scary it's not always exhausting and I've yeah. realized that I don't always need to do that um I can stay in by myself and I won't be super bored I, I yeah. entertain myself you know yeah and I, I also think as well like it's kind of learning not to you know not either not to deal with people's shit or like or just like learning how to deal with it in a in like a way that kind of suits you more so I think before like say if somebody says something kind of mean or something to me I that would really affect me and I'd just be like oh god like what, what do I do I need to just you know go away for like a week or something and now I'm just like I it's like whatever it doesn't matter um yeah. just get out of my head is there a problem? Is there a problem? Just brush it off. Yeah. Like water off a duck's back. So Indeed. Yeah. If so, they yeah. don't pay your bills, pay them no man. <laughs> 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 
I think it's um I think people do change. I don't think people go from complete introversion to extroversion or vice versa, but I think your personality kind of, I don't know, adapts or just mm-hmm. um ages like a fine wine perhaps. You become your your real personality perhaps when you just get a bit older. Sure. And also the more that you the more people you meet and the more things that you do in life, like the more you're gonna understand other people. Mm. you're gonna realize that just because someone's super loud doesn't mean that they're like you said like a horrible person yeah they're always trying to get one over or you know just because someone's super quiet doesn't mean that they don't have anything to say and you learn that through speaking to more people and meeting more people and you only do that as time goes on you know you you could be excused for thinking that extroverted people are like we were talking in a previous podcast, you could be excused for thinking that extroverted people are arrogant. Yeah. You don't get to know extroverted people. And over time, as you get older, you get to know more extroverted people and you realise, oh, actually, that's just how they are. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you kind of end up, like, knowing other people's personalities. So perhaps yours changes as, you know, very slightly as um, a result of that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. for you, as you've... Obviously, I've I've known you about four years now yeah and you as I've known you've gotten a lot more comfortable in your own skin you've gotten more um you know you're a lot better now with with speaking to people and with just like being yourself and just like showing yourself and you know Mm. you've you've definitely taken on some extroverted qualities in in that respect yeah and I think that's probably just through like the experiences that you've had of you know moving away and, and moving to different parts of the world and you know, it's just as you've had more life experiences and as you've gotten older, you've definitely you've mm. grown to be, you know, not as introverted as you were when I first met you, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do agree with that. So, yeah, I, yeah. Answer that question? Yes. <laughs> yes, we, we do believe that your, your, um, your levels of introverted and extroverted can definitely change. But I guess that's where the whole ambivert comes into it because yeah. nobody is ever truly extroverted and truly introverted. Like even the, the most extroverted person every now and again will have an evening in by themselves and deal with it. Mm, exactly. So perhaps we all die ambiverts and that's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> You're born an ambivert, you die an ambivert and everything in the middle is just fodder. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And that's Good night, great children. note. <laughs> Sleep well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a great question. Please keep sending your questions in. We are really enjoying reading them all. and We're really enjoying answering them as well. Okay, so the theme for next week is... um so yeah next week's theme is friends all about friendships uh being friends of introverts being friends of extroverts and um just everyone in between and how uh yeah how friendships have developed or not developed how it's gone disastrously wrong all of all of the things to do with friendship um just in terms of us and what we've what we've dealt with and just as being introverted and extroverted so if you have any questions on this subject any questions at all or any other subject to do with being an introvert or an extrovert and unleashing yourself please drop us an email uh you can send it to unleashedpodcast at gmail.com 
Or you can pop onto Twitter and send it to Unleashed P. Um, so, yeah, just the letter P there, guys. Just just the letter P? Mm-hmm. Just one letter P. One, actually. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, if you just have a search for Unleashed Podcast, you can find us on there. Uh, and yeah, just just pop us a message on there or write on our wall and we will try and answer as many questions as we can. Have a fantastic week. <laughs> Yay, have an amazing week, guys. Send us messages, live your lovely lives. Um, you do you. You do you. Bye. Bye. Everybody told me life is fabulous Ba-da-da-da. <laughs> Bye. 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 Ta-ra. Good. <laughs>